Hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown. Good to be here yet another day. I'm sorry I made you do that three times, Luke. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's a movie magic, audio magic, whatever you want to call it. It's tons of fun in the back room, in this black room. Mm. <laughs> we are glad to be here once again, just uh, ready to study out the Lord's Word and talk a little bit about Sunday, man. It was really cool. We were just talking before we got on the mic. Uh, about the chair campaign and a seat for everyone. I love the name. I love the focus. Me too. Me too. I think it's really important uh, for us to look at this um, from the lens of us as a spiritual family Yeah, and us moving forward into what the Lord is calling us and and stewarding the space because we are going to move into the new space Mm -hmm. and the new space is is a lot larger with room for more people. Yeah. Um, so we need to, um, get our hearts prepared, mm-hmm. um, and look forward to what the Lord's going to do and, and buying a chair for, on behalf of someone in your, in your life yeah. who is not yet in church, maybe they don't even know the Lord. Um, that's a really special thing that you can do mm-hmm. now. You don't have to do this. This is, it's not, it's not an obligation, but, um, I knew right away, uh, in my heart, like who, who I was going to buy the chairs for. and. After I bought them and I, you know, like their names are in the box and, and I was thinking, I was like, man, my friends don't even know wow. that someone's praying for them right now. Yeah. Not, yeah. not just me. There's other people that are praying for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you know, knowing that the Lord is moving and that the Lord cares about what we care about. Yeah. Um, and where we put our money, that, that's like a demonstration of our faith. Mm-hmm. In entrusting it to the Lord, and not only are you entrusting your money to the Lord, you're entrusting your friends and these people that you care about to the Lord as well. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I was I was really excited to sit there and listen, and I instantly thought of somebody that I wanted to buy a chair for, and I texted my wife, and then my my in laws came by, and they ended up giving me the money to go and stand in line and get the chair for the same person that I wanted to get it for. That's awesome. And I think you know what, this is just really cool. We're going to be all investing. We all have people in our spheres, right? Mm-hmm. And, and on the peripheral or maybe some really, really close. Yeah. And we're saying, okay, God, I would love to see this person here. And this is not like, I'm going to sow this and I'm going to get that. It is literally, it is a seed. Mm-hmm. You are planting a seed of faith and saying, I'm expecting that God is going to move on this person's heart. We're going to see them here and we're going to see more and more people coming mm-hmm. And it's really good for us to think outside of our own reality. You know, Ashley got up there and she was saying, okay, guys, in the past, it would be like, your family gets this plaque here and this is your family bench and it was donated because of them. But this is a way to really think outside of ourselves and say, hey, you know what? I want to make sure that there's room for this person here. And then when I look, when I walk into the room, let's say this great glorious day, we all walk in, excuse me. We're going to look at these chairs and we're going to say, wow, okay, that has been provided for these people that I'm praying for. Even if it's not the specific chair, like we don't get hung up on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe you're in a position where you would like to buy a chair and you're not, you're, you know, you're looking at your finances and and you really just don't feel that now's the time for you to do that. Don't feel left out in this. Absolutely. Um, Use this whole uh, campaign as an opportunity to really press in and pray for your friends Mm -hmm. because it's the work of God isn't limited to us buying a chair. Yeah. Okay. Like, (laughs) you know, it's just as a church, we have to buy chairs for this space. Yep. 
And this is a perfect opportunity for us to make it more than just buying chairs. Yeah. You can hear the heart of Pastor Zach and Ashley communicating. We have to move beyond consumeristic Christianity, where we're just thinking about ourselves and our own little world. I loved it. It it kind of prodded us coming out of worship where we're focused on the Lord. We're focused on the Lord in worship, but we can also be really focused on ourselves yeah. and what God's doing with us in that moment. And coming out into this announcement kind of brings us to this broad reality of we are a part of a local body. That body, well, we're a part of a large body, the body of Christ. We're a part of a local gathering. That gathering will continue to grow. Absolutely. And yeah. this is not going to end, as Pastor Zach said, like there'll be other seats to fill. Yeah. There'll be other areas. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if, if my friends that I bought the chairs for, if they end up sitting at another church regularly, I'm going to feel like, Dick. yes, God, you answered my prayers. It's not about them coming to sit Dick. in the exact chair that I purchased. Okay, just pause that, replay what he said. Hit that little rewind 10-second button. You got to hear that again. It is not about that, coming, them coming to sit right here. That's good, Luke. Yeah. That's really good. Wow, man. Praise God. All right, so that will continue. I think that goes on again this week. You know, you brought up something interesting, and I don't want to I don't want to get into finances, but uh, it's kind of, we we just worked on one of our first teachings for greenhouses, the workshops, and, you know, people are are going to start receiving them. We've already had at least one greenhouse do it. And you have put together the outline. And as you were doing that, I'm just thinking, wow, this is great for us to get to thinking about tithing and offering Mm -hmm. and what Jesus says that wherever our treasure is, our heart will be also. And so just bringing us to the place of awareness, like we do really receive from we we our hearts will align to whatever we're sowing into financially. Right, absolutely. And you can you can you can um reverse engineer it too by looking at where your money goes. Yeah. It shows you like what your heart values. Yep. Um good or bad, you know? Like if you, you know, look at look at your your finance statement from your credit card or or just think back what like where your money goes, it's going to tell you something about yourself. Yeah. Right? Um if you spend money on gyms, it, then it's like, okay, you value physical fitness. Yep. All right? Um, so it's very practical like that. And then it's what we, what we give our money to, uh, where we put our heart, it causes us to start caring about those things it even more. It sure does. So as we, as we invest in our local body, where we mm-hmm. attend church, mm-hmm. like, yes, we can give to other ministries yeah. and that's good. Yep. Do that. But as you commit to your local body and demonstrate that with your giving, you're going to start to care about, uh, what God is doing right here. Yeah. You know, I, I remember why I brought that up. I needed you to talk a little bit because I lost my train of thought and I'm just going to tell you right now. But I remember why that brought that up because I like that the chair is $55. Mm. So in this teaching on tithing and offering, we're learning to stretch ourselves and actually walk by faith and trust in the Lord. So you had mentioned a few moments ago, like, hey, maybe you don't have the finances for that $55 or maybe you want to buy two chairs and you can only buy one. Yep. Let me tell you something that I have put into practice in my life and, and we teach it in all the classes that we have. If I have a desire to sow a seed, if I have a desire to give and I do not have the funds that I need for that, I ask the Lord for the funds. Mm-hmm. I've done this multiple times That's in really my life. Cool. I ask the Lord, Lord, I really want to do this. There was a time that Jennifer and I wanted yeah. to send this couple on vacation and we didn't have the funds. We asked the Lord for the money. He gave us the money and we were able to give it to them. Of course, there's always that test of, 
when I get that money that comes in, am I actually going to put it to? He's going to supply the seed. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll supply the seed, but you got to sell it. So it's really cool. If you're sitting there and you're saying, hey, I don't want to be on the fringe. I want to buy a seat. Praise God. Ask the Lord for it. Because what that does is it helps us grow as well as it helps us give. We're, we're growing in the opportunity of like, wow, God, I asked you and you supplied. Mm-hmm. When the Lord brought me back from real, uh, just real brokenness, he taught me to believe again, and he started with a dollar. So it's really good. So build your faith, trust the Lord. If you don't have it, ask him, he'll supply it. It's great. Awesome. Absolutely. Pastor Zach's message, third week, I guess the final week, John 10. Mm-hmm. We're in John 10 here. We're rounding out a few things. And, you know, just the the biggest thing that Pastor Zach communicated, which I loved that he actually brought up. Sometimes he comes out with, obviously, these one-liners, but sometimes he comes out with these things. And I'm saying, wow, I'm really glad that you paused on that for a moment. And it's just this, that Jesus used figures of speech. I love it. I love that we're talking about Jesus used figures of speech. He actually was teasing something out to bring and to and how Pastor Zach was saying, hey, there were maybe there were multiple groups. There was a group of people that just knew they needed a shepherd there in that in that place. And then there are these Pharisees per se who really need to know that they need the door, that Jesus is also the door. So just that first point that Pastor Zach made that uh, Jesus used figures of speech in his communication. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And he, because he wanted everyone to understand. Mm-hmm. Now, his disciples brought up many times, like, why do you talk to the people <laughs> yeah. in parables? Yep. Um, and I wonder if sometimes they were asking that because they themselves didn't understand. So they're kind of like, they're like, why are you, yeah, like, why do you talk to them like this? You know, cause you know, I kind of don't understand either. Like he had to do that with the parable of the sower, you know, like they're like, what does that mean? Um, and Jesus wants, cause he wants people, he's like, you know, if they, those who have ears to ear, let them hear, you know, like that he wants people to listen for the deeper meaning. Yeah. Uh, because it's about a heart change. It's not mm-hmm. just about hearing a story. Because mm-hmm. I could hear a story and like, you know, like the boy who cried wolf. Right. Like we're told, we're, we learned that story as a kid. Yeah. But it's only when our parents like, so what was the lesson? Because mm. you have to go beyond the story and ask like, well, what's like, what's the deeper meaning there? Yeah. And Jesus did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted them to understand. So, so in, so today he, um, he flips the, the, the parable. So before he was talking about, you know, like people who come over the fence are thieves and robbers um, and that I'm the good shepherd. I, I know the sheep. The sheep know me. They listen to my voice. And then to this week, he's saying that I'm the I'm the door. Mm, mm. It's even just in, important to kind of pause for a moment. And again, we've talked about this a little bit and it doesn't really matter, but we have sort of this Greek philosophy approach, this Greco-Roman approach to our teaching and our education, mm-hmm. this large lecture, one individual speaking. And, you know, the Hebrews at this time, and even now, I guess the way that it's approached, it, it, it is a question and an answer. It is a dialogue. It mm-hmm. is a sharpening back and forth. And so you can see that there may be some metaphor, some riddle, some parable. And the, the understanding, again, so jumping into the culture the understanding would be that the real hearers are going to go and, and, and engage. And engage. Well, what is he trying to communicate? Mm-hmm. And, and this is so important because when we think about a conversion, we tend to think, and again, Pastor Zach's message this week, even moving more towards that evangel- evangelistic yeah, which focus. Which I love. I do love. Yeah. And getting us to think, 
an engagement with an individual. You know, if God tells us to go and speak to somebody, uh, we don't have to worry about closing a deal. Mm-hmm. It's it's not like we have to close a deal. Jesus wasn't worried about closing deals all the time. No. Every time he spoke, he yep. wasn't trying to get to an altar call. There was some dramatic heart change and transformation right. that he was looking for to, e- to either show the depth of depravity apart from God, like no matter how good you think you are, right. you're not there, or to say, hey, listen, it's not that hard to come close. The kingdom right. is not far from you. Right. And, and, and he demonstrates again and again that it's not even just about gathering crowd mm-hmm. that doesn't mean anything you know because after he feeds the five thousand, he has a big crowd yeah then he goes into the whole um you know you unless you you know eat my eat my body and drink my blood you have no part of me and that turns off a lot of people sure does and they leave um and then there's even this this is like one of my favorite verses um when like jesus talks to his disciples and, and he's like so are like where are you gonna go like are you gonna go too mm. and peter says where else would we go Yep. You have the words of life. And that's that's because like when we when we truly give him our heart and when he, when we see how he speaks to our heart, even if we don't fully understand it at first, we understand he has the words of life. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to we're staying for that. Yeah. And that's what it is like when you're hearing his voice, you understand that he's speaking He's speaking to my heart and I'm going to I'm going to stay close to him, not because of the stuff he gives me, but because he truly gives me life. Yeah. You know, um, I'm kind of going through the season right now where for about the six past six months, I've been praying what David prays. Lord, search my heart. Test my way. See if there's any anxious or wicked way. You too? Yeah. Just say it, bro. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm noticing that because we've talked on the show before about how we can tend to lean into like, oh, I sought the Lord and I searched my heart and this is what I discovered. And it's like, no, Lord, you search me, you test me, you try me, let me know wherever there's anxious ways, let me know wherever there are wicked ways. So recently, some stuff's been starting to kick up in me and I'm like, Lord, what is going on? I thought certain areas here were kind of settled and done, like we're moving on. What is this? And I'm banging my head up against the wall until I come to the reality of like, oh, I've been praying this prayer, right. asking the Lord to reveal these things, and his voice is actually showing me, here are some wicked ways yep. that are still in your life. And because he's the good shepherd and the door, if I'm listening and I know his voice, he's going to help me come through. He's going to help me actually, okay, there's got to be an acknowledgement on my part. Okay, God, I hear what you're saying. Thank you for revealing that. Now, how do you want to root that out of my life? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, like it really, um, like in worship on Sunday, I was just like the one phrase that came to me because uh, like I could sense like, oh yeah, God's been like building stuff in me, all this stuff. And and what I don't want is, I, I don't want any cracks in the wall. And like mm. that was my prayer. It's like no cracks in the wall. Um, and what's super important is the foundation. And Jesus is our fir- is our firm foundation. Christ yes. is our firm foundation. Yes. And when we have that that foundation that's secure, when we build on that, then there's not going to be cracks. Mm-hmm. But again, and like this is, <laughs> we're kind of getting a little bit ahead in the message. Yeah. Um. But the whole idea of going out through Jesus. Correct. Right? Correct. When we go out, it's I want to. I kind of take that as, like I took an application of like this is like my like my initiative and like I'm going out and doing the work he's called me. I want to do it through him um so that I will have no cracks in the wall. Mm-hmm. Um rather than like in my own flesh 
or what I think is right. Yeah, this is so good, man. This is really important. But allowing him to do that survey and not just letting me like, oh, I see something here. Yeah. Because we will inevitably miss something. Letting him do that survey to walk it out. That's awesome, man. Right. Because like I want to do his, I want to do his work. Yep. Because I don't, I don't want to rob myself of the, of the joy that comes from letting him guide my life and the building process of my life. Mm. So Jesus switches this metaphor, moves from being the, the good shepherd to, to actually the door, which, you know, prior to this three week study, I've always been like, whoa, whoa, Jesus. Like we, we started off on this one parable and illustration, and now all of a sudden you're the door. And I love how Pastor Zach has been teasing this out and dialoguing, okay, what does it actually mean? And even to bring in and introduce the concept that maybe there were other hearers that needed to know that Jesus is not just the good shepherd, but also the door. There's only one way in. Now, for me, that's been settled. It's like, okay, yep, I totally understand. There's one way in. Not all roads point to God. Not every religion is leading to the Lord. You know, there's only one name that's given. But this concept of going out, I have to say, has really stumbled me until Pastor Zach gave his full picture of illustration of what he meant. I'm like, oh, this is so powerful. I was I was about losing it in my seat, and I did get to hear a little bit in our staff meeting on Monday, and I was like, this is so good. This is part of what we communicate in one of our courses at School of the Spirit, that even what the, the scriptures teach us, that Jesus must be the lens yep. through which we see everything, and how I love, I love, 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 love that Pastor Zach was hitting we so often view the world apart from God. We are looking at ourselves, we're grateful for our salvation, but we're looking at the rest of the world who is not yet redeemed, and we're looking at them apart from God. But Jesus not only is that door that swings in that we get to come in through, Mm -hmm. he is the lens and the door by which we go out. And that I just get this, 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 you know, Pastor Zach used like this red screen imagery is what I saw when he was talking. You know, walking through that door of the blood mm-hmm. should be reminding us that as I engage in the world, yep. I'm not engaging as a me versus them or us versus them. I'm engaging as God's lost ones that Christ already paid the ultimate price to come in close. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Paul mm-hmm. talks about that too. Like we don't regard people uh, from an earthly point yeah. of view anymore. And, and, you know, the whole concept of like, he like, you, you can't come out of the world. Mm. Like you have to be, you yeah. have to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, now you do that as, as God's redeemed children. Yes. Um, and, and we have this, it's this confidence mm. and this, the change in us, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop with us. It's supposed to have this outflow because mm-hmm. that's how we end up fulfilling the great commission yes. in going out into all the world. And that's not just for the professionals or the people who somehow feel a special call. That's right. It's not a great suggestion. Mm-hmm. It's the commission. It's for everybody. Yeah. And and this is really a beautiful factor because it brings us into the exploration that Pastor Zach brought up of, okay, well, how, when you're dealing with the world, you know, did he he just kind of inserted this concept of like okay is all sin paid for you know even the future sins and i do love making the important distinction here between sin as a whole mm-hmm. and the individual sins that are committed everything that could ever be done had to be balled up in sin itself and placed on christ and that is what it means in second corinthians 5:21 that he who knew no sin right became sin and and we we really need to study out the words there 
Jesus himself. It won't, it'll mess with some people's theology because like, no, no, he just carried it. No, the scripture says that Jesus himself became sin. The yeah, propitiation. He bore it in he, him. He, it's as, as if God, I think we've done this in the show before. It's as if God balled it all up and put it on his son, which is how the father for the first time in all of eternity could turn his back on the son. Jesus became the very sacrificial need of sin right there. Just like if you have the, the Old Testament theology and understanding, you understand that the scapegoat, that the hands were laid on it and the sin was taken away. Mm-hmm. Or before the sacrifice, the hand was laid on it. So it became that sin sacrifice. Yep. So that to understand, Luke, this makes a big difference when we go out through that door. It does. Because what happens is if we don't understand it this way, mm-hmm. we tend to really look at like look at the world not just separate from the Lord, but we have something better. Than that we do, but you know what I'm saying, right? There's, there's... Well, I think it also it sabotages how we look at ourselves. Mm. Like we, because Satan wants you to not live in your your new nature, mm. your new identity as God's son or daughter. Yeah. So he's going to do everything he can to stir up your like that old nature in you, that sin nature. And when you sin, when you commit these these sins, which which we're going to do, because because yes. we're not perfect like Jesus yet. Yep. Okay, yeah, so so there's going to be little slip-ups. But Paul does say, like, if you walk in the Spirit, in your new nature, you're not going to satisfy the deeds of the flesh. Yeah. Now, that's a process of growing, but yeah. it starts with understanding who you really are in Christ and your new identity. That's right. Okay, yeah, you are you are not a slave to the, to the sin nature mm-hmm. anymore, okay? Mm-hmm. So don't get, don't get tripped up by that. Yeah. Now, when, you, when we do sin, so this is what I was getting at before is, Satan wants you to be like, yes, yeah, you haven't changed. Yeah. And it's no, that's that that isn't that isn't true. Like we we sin. God has already factored our sins in. He he covered that. Um, and this is why not only do we go out through the door with Jesus, but he goes with us as the shepherd. Yeah. Okay. So he is going to pr- to protect you. He's going to help you grow up into him. Mm. But you are now his. Yes. And so that should be how you confront the times when you mess up. Mm. Not, oh God, save me, I'm a sinner. He already has saved you. Yeah, I mean, I mean maybe, maybe that's like your first time, like you're really coming to that. Right, but, right, it's good. But, but if, if you have already given yourself to God, you have to now allow the Holy Spirit to reaffirm your true identity. And then from that place, it's not an atonement, it's a growing up into your identity as his son or daughter, who is still called to a mission. That's right. You're not disqualified because you messed up. Yeah. Otherwise, nobody could do it. Nobody. <laughs> it's so true. I think about I think about um, raising children and the amount of times that just in a household, the child may miss the mark and right. they have to repent and ask for forgiveness. And it doesn't change the position of them right. being you your child. You never ask your kids, okay, now you have to ask me to be your dad again. Yes. No, you don't. You don't. And it's really important because just watching natural relationships like husband, wife, and father, son, daughter, mother, son, daughter, you can see how God desires to operate with us. He's the one that created all that personality and all of it's woven into it to understand like, okay, yeah, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, hey, it's it's already forgiven. Mm-hmm. I've already forgiven it. Let's yeah. move on. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. And that natural relationship has really helped me understand how God deals with me because yep. I really was one of those people that's like, oh, I've done it this time. I've done it this time. There are some big things that we blow. There are some major blunders and missteps. And I think if you have the right heart and you're coming back, 
the Lord is always willing and always yeah, ready. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it again. Let's get back up. All right, so what else was in there that you wanted to tackle? We talked about all sins forgiven, past, present, and future, because sin was taken care of. And we have John 10, 10, that, uh, the, the big clincher here. And Pastor Zach said it. We put such an emphasis on what the enemy comes to do. Yep. The thief comes only to steal, steal and kill, kill and destroy. destroy. Real quick point on that. We have to read our Bibles clearly. The thief comes only, or only comes. Mm-hmm. So when the thief comes around, he's only looking to steal, kill, and right. destroy. There's nothing we're going to benefit from mm-hmm. in, in terms of interacting with him. You know, right. Hell's not a party. Well, and I think it's important to mm-hmm. understand, well, who already dealt with the thief? Jesus did. The mm-hmm. shepherd dealt with the sheep, with, with, with the thief. The thief. Okay. So don't get, um, I think that's another thing too. Sometimes we can get sidetracked in like, oh, I now have to fight the devil. Mm-hmm. No, you again, go. we go out through the door. So we deal with the devil through Jesus. Yeah. So we, we put everything back on Jesus because yep. he already dealt with it. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so good. now why did Jesus come? He says, I have come that they might have life more abundantly. Yes. So focus on that. That's it. And and just life and life abundantly, I want to get to in a moment because it is really important why it's written that way here. But one note that's coming up as we're talking and we're talking about the enemy and, and Jesus says that all whoever came before him were thieves and robbers. And Pastor Zach taught on that the first week that we were in this. But then this week he said, if we should try to go out any other way, mm-hmm. we're doing so as a thief and a robber because we're if we're going over the wall another way, we're doing it wrong. Mm. We must go through the door of Ye- Christ. Yeah, and I had um uh, the passage that was coming to me again. This goes back to the whole like no cracks in the wall. Yeah, and, um, the foundation in First Corinthians three, and I won't I won't read it all, but um, go go and read it. So especially focus on verses nine through um through 15 and paul's talking about you know he has laid like he's talking to the corinthian church and he's saying like i laid an, a foundation like i i laid a foundation in you like as an expert builder and then mm. other people have come now and built on it yeah now he 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 uses this truth and he's he goes on to say about how you know at the end it's going to be shown like the quality of each work mm. that people do on the foundation. Right. And he's like, it's going to find out if it's like a good quality or if it's going to get burnt up. And he's like, you know, like, so basically it's like you can be God's child, but if you're not doing things through the heart of Jesus, yeah. you're not building something that's going to last. And he goes on, he he says how, you know, like uh, that person's going to escape like judgment, but, right? Cause like their, their works will get all burnt up. They are going to escape, but only as someone who narrowly escaped the fire. Yeah. Right. And like, so that's what we're saying here. Mm. It's like, uh, that's, that's how I took it where it's like, I'm a thief and a robber. If I'm building my own kingdom, Yeah. because now I'm, I'm setting something up for me Yep. or I'm causing people to look at me and not Jesus. Yeah. When I go through Jesus, when I, and I know his heart and I hear his voice, then yeah, it's me doing it. Like, that's how God designed it. It's supposed to look like us and it's going to have like our own flavor in in a way. But when we're doing it with him and through him, there's always an emphasis back on him and mm. not not us. Yeah. And I'm not taking for myself. I'm <clears throat> building for him. It's his work. I recognize that I'm just a co-laborer with Christ. Mm. It's so interesting because if we jump the wall and try to, let's just say ministry, right? Mm-hmm. We jump the wall. We've got in to the pasture. And we came to the door of Jesus and now we're like, whoa, like everybody needs to know. 
and we're jumping the wall because we want to go get the rest. We neglected to go through the door again and going out. And we're probably going to try to take people over the wall the very same way that we came. Um, Or we could be trying to bring them back through the door of Jesus, but we never left through the Lord to go get them. And they have to come in through the very same way and they have to go out the very same way. We're actually, you know, changing the narrow road Mm -hmm. that Christ requires. He said, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way. And so it's really important. We have to be very, very careful that we're not trying to compromise. I think about the way that we're bringing people to the Lord sometimes. And like I said at the beginning, just trying to close a deal, just trying to get somebody to pray a sinner's prayer. All these things that we've created Mm -hmm. as mankind that we think are good things. But Jesus's process with somebody might be a little bit longer. He might be taking them through some things because he's looking for something deep and transformational. Right. And that's why I think it's really important for us to uh, emphasizing the shepherd, Mm, emphasizing Jesus. Good. It's good. And, And if we do that, that's why, you know, like the whole going out, even if you have to have a pause before anytime you do ministry, like, or you're going to, wherever you're going to encounter, just uh, see yourself every day. Like I am going out through Jesus today. When you do that first with yourself, then you understand the importance of Jesus for you in your everyday life, not just getting you into the fold. Yeah. And now when you encounter people, it's about getting them to Jesus, the shepherd, mm-hmm. getting them to the door. Yeah. And then the shepherd takes over. He does. Again, we're, <laughs> we're still sheep. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I don't, we don't even have time for me to share this, but the illustration is like blowing out of my head right now. I have to communicate it to you. Several years ago, we were driving from here to Michigan, a 14-hour trip, and we were in one state that had a very long pike, you know, like the uh, Mass Pike mm. or something like that. And we're driving through, and I mean, there's like four or five lanes across the way and a giant median in between. So we're with my brother-in-law and my sister. They're in the back seat, And my brother-in-law says, oh my goodness, I left my phone back there. And I'm thinking, there's no way for miles that we can get off this, circle around and go back. And it could be lost by the time we get there. It's on the ground. So I made this crazy decision to drive across the median. It's like one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) I drove across the median. I went through the other toll side. Now, again, we're doing tolls a little bit differently. And this this image is in my head. It may be a little bit different, difficult to communicate. But I went through the other toll side and I didn't have the appropriate ticket for that way. Oh, wow. And, and the woman stopped me and said, how did you do that? How did you get here? How did you do that? And I'm like, oh, I drove across the median because we had an emergency. She's like, you can't do that. Yeah. You violated this. And I'm like, oh my goodness. It was like a big to do. She had to mm-hmm. reprint and do all these different things. And I just, it's etched in my mind right now of like, this is exactly what it means when we try to jump the fence and try to go out and do something God has set in order, mm-hmm. you know, that it's got to be through and to Christ. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. Even our going out and coming in and finding pasture, it's got to be through him. And we we shouldn't be leading anybody any other way. Right, right. And that's and again, it's it changes also like, you know, how we see people around us too because we're like, well, how do what do you mean like those will people get in that that aren't like sheep that aren't mm. that aren't part of Jesus? Yeah, like just cuz someone's around Jesus isn't the same as belonging to Jesus. Yeah. Like we have to he has to be the access in. Um, and so being sensitive to that, being sensitive to, you know, the Holy Spirit might have you have some very tough conversations with people that 
you're like, well, I've seen them at church every week. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that yeah. they came in through Jesus. Yes. This is good. This is how we're going to mature and grow up mm-hmm. in all things. Speaking the truth in love, right. Ephesians 4. You're right, Luke. This is really what it comes to is that narrow is the, is the gate, yeah. is the way. This road is really important. I, I just think there's so much in that that Pastor Zach's been communicating and even beyond yeah. that we need to meditate on. So again, go back, listen, watch the message. But let's kind of encapsulate it all with John 10.10 and the, and the roundabout, rounding it mm-hmm. out there that we know that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and life more abundant or life more abundantly are the super superfluous life. And making this distinction here, um, you know, I come from a word of faith movement, and this was always a big tenant. This was always a big teaching, not something that was new to me, but the reality of experiencing it and, and even understanding, okay, coming back to that question and saying, okay, what is life? And then what is life more abundant? Mm-hmm. Because I think there could be this, this fear sometimes of like, oh, and I've been reading this book recently about the poverty mindset. There could be yeah. this fear that life more abundant. Well, is that, is that for here? Is that for there? Is it for both? What should I be running after? What should I be doing? And again, I really feel, Luke, if we're making sure that we're going through the door, mm-hmm. we're going in and out yep. to find pasture, absolutely. then the Lord is leading us by his Holy Spirit. Exactly. And we can trust yeah, him. Absolutely. And I, I think an easy way of uh, boiling it down is, okay, live in light of where you are going. Because mm. yes, fullness of life is is on the other side. Yes. It is in heaven. Yes. Okay, so that's where you're going. Right. But you have to see yourself your life as some as on the move. That's right. Okay. Cause I think sometimes like we we just feel stuck. And it's mm. like, no, actually in Jesus, you're always going somewhere because the shepherd is taking you. He's taking you home. Yep. All right. If you're listening. He's say right, exactly. Um and then, you know, my favorite verse, <laughs> you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. So, yes, you're in this body that is, you know, as Paul says, like, who's going to free me of this body of sin and death? All right. Yeah, you're still here in this world, but your spirit is seated with Christ. And so we live from that place. Mm. Don't live from the, the body of sin and death. Yes, it exists. Yes, it is here. But it is from your true standing as a son or daughter of God seated in heavenly places that you now live. Yes. And you now see, like James says, every good gift Mm -hmm. in your, so every good thing in your life is from above. Yes. So yes, it's not the perfect fullness of life that we're going to have when we get to the other side. But while we have work to do here, God provides for us and we ought to ask him in light of where we really are. Yes. Yes. In heaven, there is no sickness. So when you're sick, ask God to heal you. Yep. When, you, when you're having tough financial times, yes, ask God to provide for you and show you how you can manage your money better. Mm-hmm. But, but not doing it from a, oh, poor me, I, I'm stuck here. No, you are not. In Jesus, you are not stuck. Yes. And I, I think that's, that's the big thing. You have fullness of life. You have mm-hmm. life to the full. Yeah. So... And anything that he does for us is like a prophetic manifestation of the life to come. Mm-hmm. Just in the same way that Lazarus died, <laughs> yeah. but Lazarus had fullness of life in Jesus. Yeah. Right? So he, but Jesus brought that back. Yeah. And he demonstrates that he gives life. This is so good. There's so many scriptures firing off in my head. And if we just start from the place of 
because we have a forerunner, we have a high priest who's already gone before us, we can come boldly to that throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Then you have the New Testament realities communicated by Peter in his letter. She's talking about how we have access to the divine nature. So we're reaching up into that spiritual or reaching into that spiritual world and reality. It's what you have. Yes, we already have access to it. You're not reaching up to something that you don't have. That's right. You have it in Jesus. The forerunner, the high priest has already gone there. Mm -hmm. So we are just acknowledging that we're moving into that. And again, this requires a lot of renewing of the mind to come to these realities, which is why the New Testament realities are so important. And then John, one of John's letters, John, I mean, the Apostle John, who they couldn't kill, they just had to ban, right? You know, this guy is just not dying. The Apostle John, whom Jesus loved, he said, Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health, just as your soul prospers. Mm. So Mm. there is this place of a divine nature and reality that we have access to. It doesn't mean that life is rainbows and unicorns. No, it does not. But there is a divine nature, and there is the promise that we have life and life more abundantly. Well, even like, you know, when Paul prays that his thorn of the flesh gets taken away, Mm. it's, you know, what does God say to him? My power is made perfect in weakness. My grace is sufficient for you. So God still shows up and gives him what he needs. Yes. Because he's like, okay, I, I got what I needed. Yep. But he's seeing through a, through the lens, again, of God and his true nature. Amen. Amen. That's so good. There's, there's so much that we could dive into on this. So I just, we encourage you to go back, take a listen to the message, yeah. watch the message, study it out. You have been telling us for three weeks now, we really need to study into John 10. We need to read mm-hmm. these passages. It seems like because the Lord has given this series uh, or just a continuation for the first part of this year, and we've closed out... January now, we're into February. It's going to be important that we pay attention to these teachings throughout the year. The Lord is always setting setting us up for what is coming in the air. So it's going to be important that we know how to hear his voice. He said, my sheep hear my voice. The voice of another does not follow. Yep. It's important that we know the shepherd and the shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And he did that. It's important that we continue to make sure that we are going to and from through the door of Christ. And we understand these are big things things. Yeah. You know, and it's going to take time for us to apply them and ask the Lord what this means for me personally, what this means for us collectively as a church yeah, and how we're moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I totally see the whole, um, you know, buying a chair thing like that wasn't an accident that it happened on that same Sunday. Mm. Cause like, the, again, it's about us going out. Mm. So we're, we're looking beyond ourselves Yeah, when we do that. That's good. All right. Well, do you want to pray today or you want me to pray? You can pray. All right. I think you did last week, so that's perfect. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for Pastor Zach and Ashley and their family. Lord, we bless them right now. We thank you for being faithful to them. And and you have called them to stand in this place, and you have called them to communicate these truths. And so as we gather together to study out your word on Sunday and then break it down midweek, thank you that you're helping us understand. We know that Jesus Mm -hmm. is speaking in parables. We know that there's metaphor. We know that there are things that are deeper that we need to tap into, and it requires your Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to illuminate these truths so that they are a reality to us. They're not just stories. They become a reality, a spiritual reality to us. So Holy Spirit, we're leaning into you this week for anything that we we may need that we either don't know how to voice or that we can voice. We're trusting you. 
And we just ask that we'd be, we'd be led through the door this week, in and out to find pasture. We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. That's The Breakdown. We will catch you next week. Give me up.